0: The world. The time is now, the journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Beautiful listeners, hello and welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I've now said that hundreds and hundreds of times, and yet it still feels fun. Proof that, in fact, manifestors can repeat things and still enjoy it. Uh, You have got me today for a solo episode, and um, I actually had planned to do a completely different topic for this episode, but in true Splenic Manifesto fashion, when I got the feeling to do the previous concept, the previous topic I was going to talk about, I didn't write it down, and I didn't record the content in the moment. I didn't kind of capture that energy, and when I went back to the idea, it just felt kind of dead and lifeless <laughs> the the energy was not there for it anymore um i'm hoping some other splenic manifestors out there can relate right when we get the the splenic hit it, here in our team we call it the spiels you got the splenic feels uh you usually have to follow through on that impulse pretty quickly otherwise it tends to disappear and then it's just not present anymore it's just not relevant but the podcast episode that I am recording for you today feels really juicy. It feels like this is even a better topic than what I previously had because this was born out of a conversation that I had this week. And uh, I want to give a shout out to the beautiful Joanne Norton. You might have come across her in our community here at the Manifesto Community. Um, Joanne, if you're listening, hello. Uh, Joanne is a beautiful Line 6 Manifesto who... Is in the mountain. She has come off the roof, so she is in her last stage of life. And I find her to be such an incredible source of just reflective wisdom and insight. And um, I deeply appreciate manifestors who were in that stage of their life and have just a lot of depth to the way that they are are able to present things and a, a great. Um, they're kind of a great expanse of peace and bring things across in a very peaceful way. So this this episode today is born out of that conversation, and I hope that you find it as interesting and as um, catalytic as I find this concept to be in my own life and in the work that we do here. So you know that we have been focusing this entire year on relationships, If you've you've been paying any attention at all, you will know that our Instagram content, our podcast content, even a number of the products that we have released this year have all been centered around relationships. And largely, that has been born out of my journey through relationships. I am in a numerology year six this year. My personal year is a year six. And year six is the year of, you guessed it, relationships. It's all about relational intimacy, uh, home, family, building connections, understanding your relationships and healing them in new ways. So it has been my intention, knowing that I was going into a year six, to Really just do my best to be a vulnerable and open um, profile line six as a four six and just lead by example. So what I've been trying to do throughout this year is just teach as I learn rather than waiting to get it all together and all packaged neatly into one tidy little you know, box, which feels a lot safer, <laughs> I have been teaching you the lessons as I have integrated them into my life. So that that's really been the place that all of this relationship content has been born from. But one thing that I have not mentioned throughout this year is that there is a much broader reason why we have chosen to focus on relationships this year. And in fact, not necessarily chosen, I feel like this has been chosen for us the theme for the year comes to me, I don't pick it. And there is very much a reason why I feel that this theme has come to me and and to the manifester community this year. And that is because relationships for manifestors are in fact our new way forward. The way that we move ahead in ourselves as manifestors, moving into reclamation around our power, sovereign ownership of our power and being initiators is through relationship. And I'm going to explain this in a whole bunch more depth, okay? <laughs> but I just want you to take that little point for now and start processing on it. What we're talking about in this podcast episode today is the new manifester the new manifesto. Let's talk about the old manifesto. Let's pull this right back to the beginning and talk about the old manifesto. Now, most of you are probably aware, but some of you are perhaps not, that the history of the manifesto energy type, and this is spoken about, yes, in the original human design texts and lectures, but the history of manifestors is that centuries ago, we were in... Positions of royalty. We were in positions of government. So largely, manifestors played this role as kind of monarchs, as figureheads of society. We were the people who were separate. From the rest, separate from the rest of the world, we had our own space. We were autonomous and able to self-govern and then initiate from that place. So we initiated the, the world. We initiated the collective around us because we had rulership to do so. And we were also able to be socially separate to do that. I think when we look at the way that the manifesto energy type works, right, our, the creative urges that we feel, our energy cycles moving from creative cycle to rest cycle, our need for um, space from people, it definitely makes sense to me that this was historically the way that that we operated. We had a social role. We had a place in society that was very necessary and very useful. However, over time, we lost that social role. As the collective evolved and the way that our social infrastructure evolved, the role of the manifesto in being in, in monarchy, in being in governance, disappeared. It was no longer about having a person in a, a place of dictatorship. And I don't want you to take that word in any negative connotation because dictatorships can actually still be healthy in social structure. We just don't see it so much anymore. But there was no longer a a need for a energetically autonomous, separate governing being to be the one that called the shots and made the rules for society. We started to move into a more collective, collaborative, um, egalitarian social model. We moved into democracy and to diplomacy rather than into autocracy and dictatorship. Energetically speaking, this meant that manifestors no longer had that place in society. And over the centuries, what this has created for us is kind of a, a social black spot, like a social vacuum where manifestors have not had a social role In this new egalitarian society, and by by the time, you know, me saying new, this is like hundreds of years, right? So new is not exactly new, but for hundreds of years, we haven't had a place where our energy is used, where our energy is valued, where our energy just sort of slots in as part of the overall mechanism. This has meant that we've developed a lot of wounds, We've developed a lot of wounds around rejection, abandonment, mediocrity, control, right? We have this pervasive sense of inadequacy and wounding around inadequacy as manifestors because we have no longer fit into the social fabric. And so, We, While at the same time as feeling energetically separate because we live behind this dense, heavy, protective aura that can make it difficult to relate to other people and for them to relate to us, we have at the same time as that also felt like I don't have a place here. I don't have if I am authentically being myself, I don't actually have a place in this social structure that has been incredibly real for hundreds of years for manifestors it is no wonder that we have both individually and ancestrally as manifestors developed these core wounds and if you want to talk about core wounds we have other podcast um, episodes dedicated to core wounds so definitely go back and have a look at those But manifestors really experience a lot of this wounding, this deep, deep wounding, and the manifestors that came before us that have passed it down to us. We have this wounding around rejection because we have been rejected, around abandonment because we have been abandoned, around control because we have been controlled, right? Around mediocrity because we fear that we are now mediocre, around inadequacy because we are now feeling that we are inadequate because we don't fit anywhere. And when we understand that, you know, we are in human bodies, We're in human form, regardless of your energy type. You are in human form. And genetically speaking, on a DNA cellular level, the human, the homo sapien, is wired to find security and safety in social belonging. We are wired to find security and safety in social belonging. We desire to belong in order to feel like we can survive. And when we now know that the manifesto has socially not belonged, of course it makes sense that we have experienced these wounds, but that, of course, we have experienced things like trauma on a different level to everybody else. This has led to manifestors really spending centuries aimlessly lost We have spent centuries aimlessly lost, not connecting to our own power, diminishing our own power, not knowing how to initiate, not learning to inform, um, not honoring our energy as manifestors because we've been lost. We haven't had a role. We haven't had examples or role models to look at. We've been this sort of uh, forgotten species Except we're not extinct. We're we're just forgotten because we don't necessarily have a clear place in the social ecosystem anymore. Original human design teaching. So if you ever go back through uh, like the lectures from Ra or some of the texts, I believe that the best place to go to for this is Jovian Archive. Um, For those of you who are not aware, Jovian Archive it holds the original teachings, right? It's my understanding that Jovian Archive is formed from the family members of Ra Uruhu. Um, so if that is something that you're fascinated by, definitely go there, have a look into that, do that learning. That's not something that necessarily floats my boat, but it may for some of the rest of you. And now in this human design teaching, the original texts and the original talks, human design often refers to manifestors as being alone, being isolated right, being these separate, untouchable, kind of um, undesiring of human connection beings. This is the reflection of the old manifester It's the reflection of the old manifesto, that royal, royal manifester that needed to be untouchable, that needed to be separate from the people in order to govern. There was a social division. There was a social hierarchy and manifestors needed to be separate they needed to be um somewhat sacred right deemed as sacred in order to do their role but now that that social order has changed as initiators because we are still initiators just as we always were our energy type has not changed our social role has changed but our energy type has not changed So we are still initiators. We now can't initiate from that place any longer. We cannot initiate from a place of governance or from a place of rulership or from a place of royalty and monarchy. We can't initiate from a place of separateness. We can't initiate from a place of being untouchable and disconnected because that does not exist in the social fabric anymore. That is the old manifester. I think that there is a difficulty for us in this current period that we are in as manifestors because we are still learning about the human design system. I think that we're still learning collectively about energetics as a whole. And human design is simply one language to help us understand self, to help us understand energetics. It is not the only language. It's not the, um, I don't think it's the, the prime language or the number one. I think it's a helpful language, which is resonating currently with the collective <laughs> But we are in this position right now where we're where learning this language. We're learning the human design system. It's helping us identify ourselves. And so we're still students of this. And so we're learning from these original texts and we're learning these things about manifestors. Oh, that we're separate. Oh, that we're untouchable. Oh, that we are disconnected. Oh, that we don't you know um, need to have intimacy and in relationships. But we're also experiencing in our lives, the very real collective shift. We are going through a collective shift. If you've never learned about the seven-year paradigm shift in human design, go and Google it, have a read. (laughs) The seven-year paradigm shift started in 2020. So we are three years in and we are moving as a collective in a very different direction now. By the end of 2027, we will be in a very different place as a collective in terms of how we operate. And in this shift, in this transition, manifestors are really being asked to become new. We are being asked to create a new role, a new social role for ourselves as initiators. We are being asked to release the old manifestor and to become the new manifester. But we don't have teaching on that. What we have is the teaching that still represents us as the old manifester. And in my head, this makes perfect sense. In, in fact, to the point where it kind of it makes me laugh a little bit because who on earth out of all of the energy types would be able to initiate their own social role moving forward into the new paradigm if it wasn't manifestors. <laughs> like, no other energy type is going to be able to do that because they're all responding. We are the only energy type that is genuinely going to be able to um, take something that doesn't yet exist. We're not being taught how to become the new manifester and we will create it for ourselves and then we will go out and we will teach it to everybody else. So there's a lot of empowerment here. There's a lot of empowerment. The work that we are doing now, the reason that I believe that we are all being called together as manifestors, the reason why we are suddenly magnetic to each other, the reason why we are kind of calling out to each other globally, why we're meeting in places like the manifestor community and dozens of others around us, I am not the only place calling manifestors. I believe that the reason why we are standing out to each other like beacons is because we need to work together to teach each other how to initiate being the new manifester. The new manifester. This is the work that I personally am dedicated to doing. This is the work that I have been doing for, what are we at, four years in now. This is the reason why I believe the creative urge came through me to build the manifester community. This is the reason why I believe all of the urges come through me to create the products that I create. Because I am playing a key role in paving this way forward for the creation of the new manifester. But I believe that we are all playing a role in that. I believe as manifestors, we are all playing our own individual role and we are also initiating each other into the formation of that role. So what is the new manifesta? If the old manifestor was the separate, different, divided, monarchy governing manifesta, what is the new manifesta? Because we are still initiators. We are still here to initiate. We are still designed to be aurically a bit separate from everyone. The new manifester is the collaborative manifester, the manifester who initiates in order to serve. We initiate in order to serve the collective. We have moved from a place where our initiating energy was all about us. Oh, I initiate for me. I initiate because I rule. I initiate because I am the governing body. I am the sovereign deity. Now, it's not just about us anymore. Now, we are not just individuals who are initiating just because it's good for us. Now we are part of a egalitarian collective. Manifestors are now being called to use our initiating energy in order to serve the collective. We are being asked to use our initiating energy in a collaborative way. Now, I can already hear so many of you out there (laughs) starting to get triggered and screaming internally of like, but I thought you said we're not meant to initiate for other people. (laughs) No, it's not necessarily particularly aligned for us to initiate for other people. it's not aligned for us to just be our initiating our initiating selves to use our initiating energy in order to initiate other people's dreams and other people's goals and other people's businesses and other people's projects. That is not what I am talking about. I am talking about being the sovereign manifester who initiates your own creative urges, right? You receive your own creative urges and you initiate them. But to do that in a collaborative way from the baseline foundational understanding and belief that whatever you are initiating is good for the world. If you have received it, it is because it is of service to other people. It may feel like it is coming through you simply because you want to do it. That's great. That's probably always how we're going to receive it. It's just going to feel like, ah, I just want to do this because I want to do this. But know that whatever creative urge is coming through you, even if you cannot fully understand it or logically categorize it at first, it is something that serves the collective. And so we cannot remain in this old manifesto role where we just initiate for ourselves. We do the things that like, oh. That was just for me. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't share it with anybody. I didn't bring it out to the world. I just did it for me in my own space. And who cares? Nobody else ever needs to see it. That's the old manifesto. The new manifesto is the one who understands that our creative urges are for service to the collective. And in order to get our creative urges out to serve the collective, we need to learn how to become collaborative with people. And the beauty of the human design system is that it is already set up to support exactly this. The human design system is this beautiful energetic mechanism that shows us kind of exactly how to do that, exactly how to play that role. As as we go first. We feel the urge. The urge comes from the divine, from the 5D, from the source, from the universe, whatever space. It comes from the void And our bodies, as as manifestors, our bodies are the vessel. So our souls, as manifestor souls, receive this urge. We are in connection to that divine in a way that no one else is. Then our bodies are the vessel. Our bodies are the conduit that bring that urge into form, that bring that urge from the 5D into the 3D. Manifestors go first because we are the ones that initiate energetic things into form. Once we've done that, once we've gotten it out, then the projectors pick it up. The projectors guide it. They guide it into being something consumable. The projectors help us bring more form, more accessibility, more usability to the thing that we have created. Why do you think the projectors are being pegged as the leaders of the new paradigm? Like The projectors really are here to lead the things that the collective need. They're not here to create the things the collective needs. That's still our role, but they are here to guide it and to lead it. Once the projectors have, have guided it out, the generators are here to respond to it, right? The generators that are going to be lit up by it will be lit up by it. They will sacredly respond and they will build it out. They will build it into structure. They will build it further. Then our gorgeous manifesting generators come in. They respond to what has been built and they innovate it. They see, they apply that manifestor aspect to the generator energy and they innovate. They take what has been created and they make it better. They make it better. They expand it further. They bring a new flavor to it. They innovate it. And then once it's at its peak, once it is performing in the most magical way that it can for the collective, the reflectors are processing all of that. The reflectors are taking in all of the energy that is now out there processing it for us and after their period of processing are able to come back to every single one of us in the collective and say, this is what we've learned and this is what we still need and this is what our wisdom is. If manifestors are the beginning, if we go first, then the, the reflectors are the end. They go last and the cycle is complete and then we flick around to manifestors again. Another manifestor will initiate a collective, sorry, a creative urge. And on through the process we go. This is the collaborative nature that we need to be moving into. So this age of I'm a manifester, I go on my own, I'm completely separate, I don't share my stuff with anybody, I don't let anyone help me, I don't let anybody be involved in the things that I'm creating, because I've got to keep it for myself, because they're going to ruin it, they're going to take it, they're going to steal it, they're going to control me. That age for us has to be done. It has to be done. We have to let go of it. If we are not letting go of that, then we are not able to initiate ourselves into the new manifesto. We are not able to create our new social role where we will experience belonging, acceptance once again, where we are able to heal these human wounds of rejection, abandonment, mediocrity, control, inadequacy. Guess what? is the new foundational building block for this new role. Guess what the way is that we claim this new role of being collaborative manifestors who initiate for the collective, who initiate for service? My friends, relationships. Relationships are the bedrock of the new manifestor. We cannot claim this new role as manifestors until we are able to live in healthy, peaceful, aligned connection to other people in our relationships and also healthy, peaceful, aligned connection to our own power. We need to learn how to become connected to ourselves as manifestors, and also connected to others in relationships. This is no small thing. This is no small thing. I, this, oh my God, we cannot cover this in one podcast episode. I couldn't even cover this in, in a 12 month course. Why do you think I've dedicated an entire year's worth of content and work and informing and teaching around this? Because this is a Big load for us to take on. And it's not going to be done in a year. This year, what we've been doing is initiating ourselves into this work, and it's going to take us a fair bit longer to integrate it all. Healing our relationships at the same time as healing ourselves is the key. Being able to utilize our relationships as sacred mirrors that are mirroring back to us. We've been talking about this a lot lately in content and it's, it's a struggle for some people to wrap their heads around. I've seen you all getting triggered in the comments. When we initiate, because we are initiators, what we're experiencing in our relationships is people responding to our initiating. And like all relationships for all energy types, that provides a mirror. What you are receiving coming back to you, mirrored in your relationship through the response of somebody else, is the aspect that you are able to continue working on in yourself. You cannot control somebody else's response, but but the lens of their response, the flavor of their response, the tone, the frequency, the triggering, the emotion of their response is, is initiated by you. And so when it's bouncing back to you, when it's mirrored back to you, What that gives you the opportunity to do as a manifestor is to say, whoa, okay, if I started this, if I energetically kicked this off, the way you are responding to me tells me a lot about you, of course, and I'm curious about that and I hold space for that, but it also tells me a whole lot about me as well. And I'm going to use what it tells me about myself to promote my own healing and to craft a healthier way forward. Healing our relationships as manifestors is the key to our own healing and our own movement forward into becoming the new manifestor. This is big. This is big. If you are not yet focusing on what is happening in your relationships as a manifester, you are cutting your own experience off at the knees, you are stagnating yourself and limiting yourself. And I want us to all just simply be done with this outdated and old and unhelpful narrative around manifestors don't need relationships and we're separate. Yes, we don't need people in the way that others do. Yes, we are still energetically wired pretty differently. Yes, we do have an element of, of auric separateness. However, we profoundly need relationships. Relationships are our key to our individual healing and to the initiation of our role in the new social fabric. If you are struggling to own your power as a manifester, start looking at your relationships, my friend. Start looking at your relationships. What are they mirroring to you? What are the responses of other people able to show you about what is needing to be healed within yourself. Our sovereignty, our sovereignty and our access to our sovereignty, ironically, exists in being able to peacefully and healthily be in relationship to others. If we cannot work out how to be healthy, powerful collaborators if we cannot work out how to initiate to be of service to the collective by no longer hiding no longer being secretive no longer withholding and withdrawing and rejecting and pushing others away and trying to control our own environment then we do not initiate a role for ourselves in the new paradigm and and everything in me tells me that that's not going to happen that this journey that we have been on this is a this is a revelation this is a reclamation and it's a revelation. We are doing the work. We are in the process of doing the work. It is happening. And a manifester who is initiating themselves into work is single-handedly the most powerful thing you will ever experience. When there is a whole like mini collective of us as manifestors all doing it together, initiating ourselves and initiating each other. I mean, you guys don't get the vantage point that I get. Where I genuinely, my daily existence is sitting in amongst tens of thousands of manifestors and witnessing this and observing this. But I got to tell you, it's happening. It is happening. It is moving. We are healing. We are reclaiming. We are revealing. We are initiating this new way forward as the new manifesto. It is happening. And it is my deepest desire to be able to contribute to that by leading teaching and leading conversation about how we best do that. I'm proud that we have spent this year on relationships and we will continue to run it through to the end of the year. We've still got months ahead. We've still got so much more to cover. But I'm proud that we have dedicated ourselves to this because I have seen so much transformation amongst the manifested community in doing this. I have seen so much transformation in my own life. In my own life, it has been Nothing short of life changing, meaning life before this work and now life after this work. Line in the sand, life changing. My ability to access my power, to be collaborative, to serve the collective through initiating has changed drastically by my work on relationships. So I strongly encourage, have you gotten the point that I'm strongly encouraging you to look at your relationships? If you want to uh, experience, I think, this, this ownership of yourself as a manifester, if you want to heal these wounds as a manifester, the way to do that is through working on your relationships at the same time as working on yourself. Now, we earlier this year, we had a relationships masterclass, which was a, a pre recorded, uh, like 90 minute masterclass teaching on relationships for manifestors. Really juicy, really good. I just wanted to get it out there. You know, kind of fast and cheap, and make it really accessible. And I think there's like over 300 people that have taken it, which is beautiful. We did archive it, um, and now it only comes up when we do flash sales. However, we are going to link it in the show notes for this podcast. It is cheap. I think it's I think it's eighteen dollars Australian dollars. Don't. Don't come at me if it's a different price, but I'm pretty sure it's like 18 Australian dollars. We're going to link it in the show notes for this podcast so that anybody who has listened to this podcast is going to be able to click on that link and purchase it, even though it is still in the archive. This relationship masterclass is going to give you those beginning building blocks. If you're sitting here thinking... Holly, this is all really great. It's all really inspiring. You're really catalyzing me and initiating me into it, but I have no idea where to start. Start with the Relationships Masterclass because it's going to give you some very practical, grounded, pragmatic, real concrete tools to start looking at, to build new ways forward in your relationships, how to start utilizing your relationships as the goldmine that they are. My friends manifestors beautiful non-manifestors who are listening along we're so glad you're here let us move forward into the new manifestor let us farewell the old manifestor let us farewell that old role let us grieve for the wounds that we have experienced in experienced in in losing that role and let us free ourselves into initiating the new manifestor It is a glorious, beautiful, profoundly loving and powerful future ahead for us. And we are on the road. We are starting to experience it now. And I hope, I hope that you are all along the journey with me. This has been a good one. This felt really good to record. Oh my God, I can't wait to hear how this lands for all of you. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging in here for 37 odd minutes while I've been talking about this. Thank you for your passion for yourself as a manifester, for your passion for growing as a manifester and for being dedicated to this journey because you are not only changing yourself, you are changing the world. For every manifester that heals themselves and owns their power, they are are healing and impacting a big part of the world. So together we can do this. We really, really can do this, and I'm so glad that you're here on this journey with me. Thank you for listening. I will see you next time. And, of course, until then, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here. And whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists we really, truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation, and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to.